Welcome to It's Her Word, a podcast intended to give perspective and likely create sparks of inspiration to be, think, and move different. Let's massage the mind, shall we? Hello, hello. So last where I left off, I was talking about anxious attachment or avoidant attachment, basically attachment styles and how that can play out in life. And I've been having some time and just been thinking about it all. And to be honest with you, I was going to probably talk about the different styles a little bit more deeply, but I'm kind of off that. So I'm not saying I'm past it, but I think how my brain works is once I figure out something could be a potential issue, I like dive deep into it, research it, go into it, and then kind of see where it's playing out in my life and how I can kind of move through that. And, you know, I did that. I was like, okay, like I could potentially be like this. How do I make it more like this or move through that? And I've been working on it. And with that being said, it kind of made me pay attention to other people that I've engaged with or talked to or just had like casual conversation with and how um, we can tend to still use the things that we might find to be a detriment um, as a crutch or something that we just use as an example as to why our personality is the way we are. Now, I've been really, really working on becoming my authentic self and who I actually am. And in so doing, sometimes I notice that I might have reactions to things that were how the old me would react. And that was like the more traumatized me. <laughs> and don't get me wrong. I think everybody has their own levels of trauma that they've gone through. I have met some people that literally had a pretty, you know, coasting life, but even they had what their level of trauma was. So it's all relative, but I think everybody can have something. I think I read somewhere once where you know, there like a little kid could have been denied a, a popsicle and that could be traumatic for them, even though like in our adult eyes or in another person's eyes, that's not that big of a deal. So everything is relative. But with that being said, when I was talking about the um, attachment styles, I was like, OK, great. That could be a potential issue. How do we solve that issue? And sometimes people just like to label something and hold on to it and keep it there because they don't want to change because change is so effing uncomfortable it just is and that's where I've been for the past couple of weeks like it's uncomfortable and I find myself going back to old habits to try to like avoid it instead of just facing it head-on and when those don't work I finally have to just address it like I have to sit with it I have to sit with those emotions and it's still there and that's what's kind of bothering me but I was talking to this woman And she was like, oh, I'm a people pleaser. So I tend to do that. And I was like, oh, well, like, do you still want to be a people pleaser? And she's like, well, that's just what I am. And I was like, well, okay. You know, I'm not going to like sit here back and forth, especially because it's somebody I don't even really know like that. But it's kind of like that holding on to something when you don't really need to. Like, it's like, okay, I see that that's an issue. Working on it. Working on myself. Working on me. Because I want to meet people how I am. Not how I was. Or not how I react due to, you know, something that happened 10 years ago that I'm still holding on to. That's just me, though. You know, everybody's different. So that's where I'm at. The attachment styles, very interesting stuff. I think it is good to know because there are different types. And there is even secure attachment 
And that's the ideal secure attachment because what? You're a secure person. <laughs> and that means that you don't play these weird games or have these weird things that you might do that could be off-putting, you know? Um, but you know what? Maybe I will get into the attachment styles just to like kind of close that loop out and maybe it could help someone. So there's the avoidant attachment style. There's the fearful avoidant. And then there's the anxious. And like I said, the secure. So the avoidant attachment tends to be like low anxiety, same as secure, but it can be on the high avoidant side where the fearful avoidant is somebody who has high avoidance, high anxiety. And obviously the anxious attachment style has high anxiety and low avoidance because they're going to attach really hard onto somebody. So, um, you know, again, the secure attachment type tends to be actually more than we thought about like 56% of adults have this secure attachment type, which is really awesome. Um, that's really cool. As far as like an anxious attachment style, you know, I, I feel like that style would end up getting really needy to somebody. Like they would come up very needy and very like wanting that person to be there. If they're very like detached from them so they might get really clingy you know if they don't text back fast enough they probably go in their thoughts and start to like think about oh why isn't this person talking to me or what did I do it's very like getting overly preoccupied with somebody else and how I would probably prescribe a little you know prescription for that one I would say practice more detachment and focus on yourself and things that can make you feel better in a situation. So for instance, if you start to feel like your thoughts are becoming invasive, you might want to sit for a second, let those thoughts through and try to just think about, instead of the worst, think about what's the best that could happen. You have a meaningful conversation with this person. You end up seeing this person. You end up being able to give them a hug that you so need or, you know, they give you back what you need. Like, how could it go? Start to think in that way and maybe that could ease it or do an activity that can bring your anxiety down. Um, and, you know, if all else fails, I highly suggest just taking a nap if you can, like literally just resting. Or if you're lucky enough to have a safe friend to talk things through with, absolutely do that. That can be very objective and just like let, let it be what it is. No judgment. Do it. That's what I would say. Um, you know, yeah, that one, that one can be intense, I think. And then there's the avoidant attachment style, which is kind of, you know, um, it's a fear of intimacy. And that person, you know, probably has trouble getting close with people, trusting in relationships, because they don't think that their needs can be met in a relationship, which can be a little bit, you know, hard. <laughs> Um, so they'd probably be like dismissive, I would say. And I feel like to like somebody with an anxious attachment that got with somebody with an avoidant attachment, that's like a recipe for disaster because you're going to have one person that's like, please, please love me. And the other one's like, uh, uh, I'm getting freaked out. I'm going to have to go this way and kind of like avoid that person <laughs> and just be like on their own. Or when they have an issue, I feel like this person definitely would not open up and talk to their partners. They just deal with it themselves and then they come back when they're good. 
which is harmful because then that person might always think, okay, this person does not need me or does not include me and their life is just coasting while I'm over here freaking out and they can be there for me, but I can't be there for them, which can be really hard for people, especially if they, you know, are a nurturing type or a giving type. That's, that's hard. Then there's the fearful avoidant attachment, which is disorganized. And those people might become anxious if the partner doesn't give them what they feel like they need. They might like latch on a little bit harder and then say this partner actually does show that they're there for them. They want to be with them and they're really into them. They might, you know, end up becoming more avoidant because they're like, okay, I got this. Like I can just go over here and do whatever I need to do, not really worry about them. And that could be a weird thing too, because then that can be confusing. That can just be confusing. So I feel like it's, you know, it's just like a no win on that one, but it's like really complicated um, it, it, and just inconsistent. And you're all, always oscillating. That can be really hard, I think. So um, I kind of glazed over secure just to kind of put that one out there. I feel like that's like the ideal goal. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it, it might not be attainable and that's okay, but there's ways to actually make your attachment style work for you so it doesn't become a problem so I I also don't want to make it seem like oh you should strive to be this or that because yeah maybe sometimes it can't be possible but I don't think it needs to be something like well I'm an anxious avoidant person so I'm always going to be like this instead you know it might be just something you know and when it pops up you can just address it and just like make it known but don't make it a crutch where it's like that's just a part of my personality but anyway, somebody with a secure attachment style is able to trust others. You know, they're very trusting and people trust them and they just accept love <laughs> and they can just become close with people with ease. You know, they're not afraid of intimacy and they don't feel panicked, you know, if their partners need time or space away from them and they're able to depend on others without becoming totally dependent. That is amazing. So <laughs> kudos to you if you're a secure, you know, attachment style type person. Anyway, those are the four attachment styles. Let's not get too attached to these, but instead try to find ways to make it work for you. So I don't know if I gave any examples to be helpful for somebody who's an avoidant attachment, but that's pretty obvious. You should just start talking more about what is happening to you and allowing somebody to make time for you, even if you don't believe that they can at least let them have the opportunity to try. Give them that. Be vulnerable. As far as the oscillating in between, really pay attention to that. And when you notice that, okay, I'm pulling away because this person now is becoming the cleaning one to me, um, take a look at that and be like, why am I doing that? Do I need to do that? Are they scary? Am I safe? Okay. And I would do that for both sides. That's just my 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 two cents. Um, as far as a her word of mouth thing to do, let's meditate, y'all. I have not been meditating, so this is a this is a moment for me too. <laughs> but let's take those five minutes. It could be just five minutes a day, change your whole day, absolutely. Until next time, it's her word. And that's the word for it's her word. Thank you so much for listening. A new podcast will be dropped next week, so stay tuned.